Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. How important is uh, government trust in vaccines and vaccination programs being adopted? It's extremely important. It's not really exactly what causes people to get vaccinated. But what happens is that having trust in the authorities in the process allows us to establish programs that are effective. We're not experiencing the same facts, the same death rates, the same cues from one another. And crucially, we're not experiencing the same restrictions. This is evident in observing people's willingness to wear masks. 
Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion, and welcome to the first episode of the BOF podcast for 2021. As the year begins, the world is still understandably laser-focused on trying to manage the growing coronavirus pandemic. This week, the UK has gone into a further national lockdown, the third one since the pandemic began in January in Wuhan, China. And countries around the world are planning for the distribution of approved vaccines to hundreds of millions of people in order to get the pandemic under control. But all of this depends on how we as humans behave. Back at Voices 2020 in December, I invited Sarah Jones, a PhD student at the Institute of Global Health Innovation at Imperial College London, to talk to us about some of the data she's been collecting to understand how COVID-19 is changing human behavior and how this varies around the world. Sarah also spoke to Dr. Noel Brewer from the University of North Carolina, whose research explores why people do and don't engage in vaccination and other health behaviors. So here's Sarah Jones and Dr. Noel Brewer at Voices 2020. Sarah, it's lovely to have you here in the Voices studio here in London. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I conduct my doctoral research at Imperial College London, and I've created and I'm trialing mental health intelligence, a corporate mental health training program. In March, I called on data company YouGov to help me reach out to almost a half a million people in 29 countries. The result has become the largest ongoing COVID health behavior study of its kind in the world. The data and observation platform that my colleagues and I have created provides long-term cross-country key indicator trends on how people are behaving in reaction to COVID. The platform has been used by the IMF, the World Health Organization, the OECD, the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, the Cabinet Office, Oxford University, and many others. We've made the data and the results open access at coviddatahub.com and the Imperial College London website. We track many COVID-related health behaviors, hand washing, mask wearing, vaccine attitudes, and whether or not we self-isolate when we have symptoms. We also track economic activity, like avoiding shops, working outside the home, and public transit. I also track global anxiety and depression symptoms. I've been privileged to travel quite a bit in my old normal life, mostly to see friends and family in North America. The last time I traveled outside this country was Paris Fashion Week in February. I'm one of those people who goes to Fashion Week, not for the clothes and the trends, but for the chat, to feel the energy and the creativity of the fashion world, and most of all, to smile and laugh and commune for a whole weekend with people who were different from me, different from my everyday life. Since the end of February, life has changed drastically for me, for almost everyone on the planet. And there are very few times, very few moments in our lives when the entire planet is experiencing the same event at the same time, having all the same feelings, the same emotions at the same time. The World Cup, a royal wedding, a man on the moon, these events bring the planet together because they capture our common interests, our common energy. They make us feel the same thing at the same time. Coronavirus has captured the planet's attention and our lives for almost a year now. And while some good news about vaccines is beginning to emerge, we still have 
a long way to go before the new normal starts. One question kept coming up for me when the world outside China began to wake up last winter to the dangers of coronavirus. Are the citizens of planet Earth all experiencing the same thing at the same time? The data my colleagues and I have collected over the past year suggests that as a planet, we do not in fact perceive or behave as though we are experiencing the same thing at the same time. Epidemiologists and policymakers believe that some of these activities will contribute to virus spread, and thus many of them have been regulated, like socializing with more than a few people at a time. Across the world, there seems more of a consensus about some health behaviors more than others. Most countries are no longer always avoiding putting their kids in school, although Brazil, Indonesia, Saudi were outliers. In most countries, people were no longer always avoiding going to shops or always going out in general. However, there has been less planetary consensus on social distancing, with meeting in groups markedly no longer being avoided in East Asia, likewise with avoiding crowded areas and avoiding public transport like buses and subways. And some preventative health behaviors have been divisive. Mask wearing, recommended by the WHO, where social distancing can't be maintained, has actually become a flashpoint in some countries. But we have seen some strong national differences. Nordic countries, Denmark, Finland, Norway, have very few people who report always wearing a mask, while people in Spain, Singapore, Brazil, and most other countries report a very high percentage of people who always wear a mask. As the pandemic has unfolded, it's become clear to me that across the world, we're in fact not experiencing the same thing at the same time. We're not experiencing the same facts, the same death rates, the same cues from one another. And crucially, we're not experiencing the same restrictions. This is evident in observing people's willingness to wear masks. In the Asia Pacific region, for example, more people are willing to wear a mask and for more reasons, government advice, social norms, law. In Europe, however, more people may rely on law to guide and nudge them. But how effective can the law be when a country is frustrated with its government? We've observed that the US, the UK, and Brazil have the highest percentage of people who rate their government as handling the pandemic very badly. And with the notable exception of Japan, many countries in the Asia Pacific region have the lowest percentage of people who report, who rate their government as handling the pandemic very badly. How have these restrictions and our national differences played out with respect to our social lives. Are we all experiencing the same thing at the same time? Well, the data would suggest that we are increasingly diverging with countries in Asia starting to meet up again, while restrictions on Europe's socializing is demolishing our immediate social bonds to one another once again this fall. Now, what has that done to our mental health? Well, from April to November across 29 countries, depression and anxiety are high and do not seem to have been abated. It's becoming clear that average young people are at higher risk than the average older person. Now, these figures don't include people living in care homes and in hospitals. For, for that reason, they're likely to undercount the severe effects in these groups. But what does the planet do to look after its mental health? Well, not enough is the straight answer. One in four people reported they do nothing to look after their mental health. In September, the most popular activity was exercising, with about a third of people reporting low-intensity exercise, like walking. This is somewhat encouraging. 
because even short bursts of risk activity can improve mood and energy. About one in four people are reading up on tips to improve their mental health. And perhaps most encouraging to me is that about one in four reported doing something for others as a way of improving their mental health, giving time, energy to others like a neighbor or a friend. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Only one in five reported talking to someone about their mental health. And from UK research, we know that 80% of people who talk about their mental health find it helpful. So personally, I'd like to see that number go up. Now, which countries are talking about their mental health? Again, I've observed some vast national differences in talking about mental health with more people in Brazil, Vietnam, and the Philippines reporting talking about their mental health than, for example, the Dutch and the Danish. Now, who do we talk to about our mental health? 
everyone's experience of poor mental health is different. There is such a complicated convergence of personal and social factors which can lead someone to experience poor mental health. But one thing is clear, our friends and family are the ones we rely on the most, five times the frequency of talking to professionals. However, I want to draw your attention to the incredibly important role that work has to play here. Those in work are very clearly talking to mental, they're talking about their mental health at work with their colleagues. And companies need to do more to facilitate this and prioritize this, provide better support to their talent. But now I'd like to turn the, the, the tables and talk about vaccines. This is a topic on many people's minds. Top scientists on the planet are working hard to deliver a safe vaccine, an effective vaccine to the world. Dr. Noel Brewer is a behavioral scientist and an expert in vaccination and other health behaviors. He is professor of health behavior at the Gilling School of Global Public Health at the University of North Carolina. Dr. Brewer has published over 280 papers on behaviors related to vaccination, vaping warnings, screening tests. He's among the top 1% most cited researchers in the world from the last three years. Dr. Brewer has advised the World Health Organization, the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the US President's Cancer Panel under two presidents, and the US National Vaccine Advisory Committee. Dr. Brewer and I met when the WHO turned to him and his colleagues to analyze data from my global study about people's vaccine behavior. First off, Noel, congratulations on the addition to your family and sincerely thank you for joining us today to talk about people's attitudes and, uh, about vaccines and how they are shaping our behavior. So Sarah, are we gonna go through some questions? Is that the way to do this? Is that all right, if you don't mind? That'd be great. Wonderful. Now, first off, I, I want to give full disclosure that um, I have volunteered for a vaccine trial. Um, I've received one of the two doses. Uh, it's a personal choice that I made, and um, I didn't discuss with anyone around me, but um, yet not even my own family. But um, I made that choice because I want to be of service to my family, uh, to uh, those around me, to my community. But I recognize that um, I have access to a lot of scientists, a lot of facts, and I'm in a privileged position uh, as such. Um, my personal confidence in the safety of vaccines in trials is uh, unequivocal. And I wondered, um, I really want to talk with you today about people's attitudes that give people confidence um, and the attitudes also that hold people back uh, from their confidence. Um, I know that your research has suggested that anticipated regret might play a role in whether or not someone gets a vaccine. And I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So how people think about risk affects their behavior. And there's lots of different risk appraisals. One of the risk appraisals is called anticipated regret. The idea that you think about the future and you wonder, what would it be like if I engage in this behavior if I didn't? So you might regret getting a vaccine or you might regret not getting a vaccine. So those could be uh, behaviors that you could engage in, the choices of vaccinating or not. And that's one of the leading drivers of vaccination behavior in terms of what people think and feel. But in addition, a big influence is how confident people are in vaccines, the providers of vaccines, the whole vaccination system. And a powerful way to increase vaccine confidence is to have leaders speaking about vaccination in a positive way. So for example, the US, and now has three of our presidents who've said that they would, past presidents who've said that they would speak 
about the vaccines and specifically get the COVID-19 vaccine on screen, live on television. That's an outstanding action. That's something that all of us can encourage by opening up our address books uh, in contact with the local health authorities and saying, look, I have these connections. I can make these connections to help our media campaign and get some big names on screen and helping them to promote vaccine. And uh, tell me, what are some of the greatest concerns or the most common concerns that people have about taking vaccines? They don't want to get hurt. They want it to be safe first and foremost. And as you said, these vaccines are incredibly safe. You're going to get a sore arm. You may feel a little fluey for a day or two, but that's nothing compared to being hospitalized or possibly exposing a loved one to a disease that could kill them. So these are outstanding vaccines that are safe, but they're also effective up uh, well above 90%, which puts them in the elite class of vaccines. And tell me, how important is uh, government trust in vaccines and vaccination programs being adopted uh, by people in a, in a country? It's extremely important. It's not really exactly what causes people to get vaccinated. But what happens is that having trust in the authorities in the process allows us to establish programs that are effective, allows us to have requirements or reminder and recall systems to get people in for vaccination or automatically scheduling people for vaccines or even just the funding of the programs. All of that becomes possible when we have a public that is confident in vaccination. And I hear a lot in the news these days about worries that there is information overload or information underload, and I'm, I'm worried. Uh, do people understand in detail the way that vaccines work or do they need to? What do you think? This is a really interesting point. There is There are sort of two sides to the story. On one side, there is the informed consent people who say we want patients to understand every detail of their medical care and always be giving full informed consent about every last detail. Then there's another side that says our providers, our healthcare providers are the experts and we want to be able to rely on them to guide us in a way that is helpful. And we just don't have the headspace to keep track of every last thing and look at every detail. I'm of that camp where I think that nurses and physicians and other healthcare professionals are the experts and we look to them to help us know what's healthy for us. So that's what I encourage is that there is a trust relationship with your provider. That person uh, recommends the vaccine and then you move forward and get it. And then if you have questions, absolutely, that's a time when you can get those answered. You might want to go on the web or you know find out somewhere else, but honestly, it's that provider that you go to when you have a cough or that you go to when you're not feeling well. That's the person who can help you really understand what's going on, and set your mind at ease. Now, can I ask a, a, a sort of basic question? Um, how do virus vaccines work in a population? For example, do a lot of people in a population need to get the vaccine in order for it to work? Yeah, there's been some nice visualizations of it where there's like a lot of pool balls all bouncing, in, bouncing into one another. And you can kind of imagine it that way, where it's it's not so much what happens to you, although you don't want to get sick. It's that the vaccine doesn't pass through you onto other people. And so there's this idea called herd immunity. And with herd immunity, what you have then is you have these different, um, oh, I guess that doesn't work. I've got some, some, some funny line in here. Um, anyways, it, uh, with herd immunity, what happens is that you stop the vaccine from being passed on from you to another person and from that person to another person. So it breaks this chain of transmission. So it's about protecting you, but also protecting groups of people through that herd immunity process. And um, what kind of responsibility do you think that the media plays uh, in the rollout of vaccination programs? Certainly, 
Um, you've worked on uh, very successful HPV vaccination programs in the past. They probably haven't gotten the global media attention that uh, this, these upcoming rounds of vaccines will get. Um, what kind of responsibility does the media have in reporting on vaccines? I think the media has to help the government be transparent or the governments of the world be transparent with what's going on. They need to talk fairly about safety and about effectiveness. That's the first charge. The next thing to do is to help people understand how do you get the vaccine? Simply like, how do I afford it? Where is it available? Who do I talk to? How do I do this? And finally, the government, pardon me, the media is particularly, um, has a particularly large role in being careful about what information they share and don't share. So if the media is deciding to pick up and to try to create false balance by picking up an anti-vaccine meme, that's very unhelpful. We know what the science is, and the science is very clear. We don't need to have a false expert put up next to another expert and have those two have a conversation. We don't need that conversation anymore about vaccines. We know what the answer is. These are safe and effective vaccines. Terrific. Noel, thank you for joining us today. We're very grateful. Back to you, Imran. Thanks, bud. Thank you, Sarah and Noel, for your time. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.